0: housekeeping if anybody needs the restroom if you feel free to go inside it's down the hallway first row so, nice. so has any has, have you looked at Zen Bitch Slap the website a little bit no? yes uh, you've heard of non-duality yeah, yeah. the idea All right. recovery Anyone recovering? few people, yeah. Alright. We're not going to talk about any of that. We're, to... no, no,
1: no.
0: We're really going to be talking about nothing, but let me say, non-duality, can you hear me there? non dual I'm going to give you some terminology that we use. So the basis, non-duality is means not two. It doesn't mean one. It doesn't mean anything. It's negating something. That's all it is. Yeah? It's not saying not to and then the all glorious one. It's just not two. Yeah? So in seeing not two, something occurs. Yeah. By looking for one, that reinforces the two. So when the two isn't seen to be non or not two, then the two-ness of us will look for the oneness, that's two, So, the way to get to this point is you don't go anywhere. All you do is negate what you're taking to be so now, or just entertain the possibility that you may not be a long-lasting, independent, separate entity, a thing, yeah? That you may not be the doer, the thinker, the feeler, the haver, the loser, Of your life. (coughs) It's all about seeing what you're not because the dilemma and if you have you ever heard of Ramana Maharshi and Hoang Po, a great old Zen master. If you read Ramana Maharshi's works, people wrote about his teachings, you'll see this point emphasized as the problem or the greatest mystery and he's and he puts it this way he says there's a presupposing of a non-existent thing yeah so this exists this is non-existent yeah I remember when I was nine years old my uncle Fred died and I liked him he used to give me money at the relatives parties behind his back give me a buck or something and my mother took me to the to the funeral the wake. And she said, do you want to say goodbye to Uncle Fred? I wasn't that keen about that, but I said, all right. And she brought me up to the casket and I looked in and I saw who, what I was calling Uncle Fred. I saw the body, but I got a direct hit that ain't Uncle Fred, yeah? Because the animation wasn't uh, there. I was, and, and in hindsight, I realized I thought the body was Uncle Fred because I was living under the uh, the idea that I w- was th- the body, yeah? So when I saw the body of Uncle Fred without the Animating Principle, it was super clear that ain't Uncle Fred. That's exactly the whole point, yeah? So the presupposing of a non-existent thing, yeah? And then in that presupposing of a non-existent thing, that wants to get salvation for the for the non-existent thing. You see? So the non there's a presupposing or a non-existent thing, and now suddenly there's a need or a drive to get salvation for the non-existent thing. But would there be any necessary or any need to have salvation from a non-existent thing? It's non-existent. In other words, you're already set, you're already saved. from from the non-existent thing. You see? So we're attempting to get something that's already so and get it for something that isn't so. That's the mistake. So he says, all right, there's a presupposing a non-existent thing that wants to get salvation for the non-existent thing. If that's in place, your spiritual practices themselves will be reinforcing the non-existent thing how can they destroy the non-existent thing yeah so with the hopes where you may get the sense that there's something let's say call it the ego or something that's obscuring you from the truth so you set out to destroy that by spiritual practices or to get some relief or some space from it but what's actually happening the spiritual practices are being claimed by the mental processes to reinforce the idea of being the ex- the non-existent thing and therefore how can those practices destroy it when their primary purpose is to reinforce it and there's nothing to destroy it's a non-existent you're trying to get out of an imaginary place that's why it's not working <laughs> You're trying to solve an imaginary problem, and when there's a solution applied to it, it makes it real, yeah? By you wanting to escape somewhere, that's the giving it the reality of being a somewhere. This is the dilemma. It's like a little Chinese stunt torture. You can't get out of it if you're in, yeah? So, there's another great master, Hoang Po, great Zen master from China. He would say, you can't use, first of all, he would say, whatever can be perceived, yeah, like right now, cannot be what's perceiving. So basically, we're all off the game board, completely. So whatever whatever can be perceived, like I'm perceiving this, yes, and you're perceiving this, therefore this is not what's perceiving. Whatever can be Mm -hmm. perceived... Cannot be that which is perceiving Alright, that's the end of the meeting <laughs> Really Because if you let it sit See what happens Because there's a mental logic While you're in it Makes sense, but it's totally fucking insane It's based, It's like the idea And so many books In a certain period of time They were selling tons of books About how to get into the moment Yeah And People would buy the book and they would read it not usually the whole thing and they get little experiences of being in the moment But then they'd be mostly out of the moment seemingly So then they bought the second edition how to really be in the moment and then how to really really be in the moment But it was all predicated on an insane idea that you could be out of a moment The mental state implies it takes it for granted that you have the ability to be out of a moment when we've never been out of any moment we've been in, ever. So, how you get the experience stabilized of being out of the moment, isn't by uh, buying into the moment, isn't by striving and finally getting into the moment, it's by the realization you can't be out of the moment. That's how it works, that's the new logic. That's raw mind, R-A-W mind, or unconditional mind. That's the logic of the unconditional mind. When I was young, we had Catholic school, they would go over three, the main three qualities of God, which was, it's omnipresent, meaning it's everywhere, it's omniscient, it's all-knowing, and it's omnipotent, it's all-powerful. And even when I was a kid, I was wondering, why am I not running into it? (laughs) I seem to be here. Why is it I'm running into people I don't want to see? Why can't... So what is the obscuring factor? Us, yeah? We're taking ourselves to be something that we're not, and then we start looking for what we think we are or what we want to get to from the false reference, reference. The whole thing of non-duality is negating the idea of two-ness, of subject-object, of this or that, of me and you. It has nothing else. It's and if it dawns on you, it's a fact. There is not two. Yeah. So then you see, instead of looking for the truth, yeah, you see what's looking. Yeah. In a sense, it's seeing what you're not, instead of looking for what you are from what you're not, you see what you're not from what you are. How could what's always available at all times escape us unless there was a misidentification, unless we are reality and we are taking ourselves, or we are that which is dreaming and we're taking ourselves to be the dreamt. And therefore, from the Drems' point of view, it, it takes itself to be Paul, so Paul cannot be God, it cannot be what it's looking for, because it's been trying to get out of Paul its whole freaking life. So therefore, it makes up an idea, well, the truth will set me free. It will not set you free. The truth is going to enslave you to a long spiritual journey that's never going to arrive at the truth. That's spiritual addiction. It has no fear of you. It doesn't give a shit if you go on a three-month retreat or a year retreat. It's safely entrenched in the fact that you're identified as what it's presenting. It's not sweating. You can meditate 14 hours a day. There's no alarm that goes off. Boredom does. Your ass hurts. But the head will go on and on and on and on and on because there's no threat but turn your attention on it and say who the hell is meditating that goes somewhere Yeah. so this is simply there's a heist going on there's a presupposing of a non-existent thing or there's a the mental state the three-pronged mental processes which is memory thoughts and perceptions if you look at them just look at them see it don't Thoughts. Where does the thought system value? Where does the value of the thoughts thought system lie? Does it lie now? Or is it lie in yesterday and tomorrow? Because it's it's thinking right now Yeah, but it's thinking about yesterday and tomorrow Mm -hmm. it values yesterday and tomorrow more than now And if you go into memories, how are you pictured in all the memories you have of yourself as a body? How can you be thought about, but as a body? You can't be thought about as spirit. You can't have a memory of you as spirit four years ago. It wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to take a selfie on it. There would be no form to capture, yeah? The thought system thinks of you as a body, the memories picture you as a body, and the perceptions see bodies, yeah? When there's a reliance on all of these mental processes, It's quite easy to fall into the assumption that you're a body. So what happens is, the mental process, it has a weird thing. Have you ever heard of the I am? They talk about the I am, which is the onness, we're all that, the I am. So the mental state has a huge impediment to try to override that I am. So what does it do? It presupposes, it goes, I was a body. I will be a body, therefore I am a body. So it manufactures an I am, and it, pre- and it puts itself before the I am, and then claims the I am verifies that I, I am, I'm the one who's conscious. You believe the body is conscious? Do you believe the eyes are seeing right now? The eyes aren't seeing, they facilitate seeing. The ears aren't hearing, they facilitate hearing. If I was dead and nothing had happened to the head, my eye wasn't gonna see another thing for fucking eternity. But if you took it out of my head and put it in a live body, it would facilitate seeing. The eye isn't seeing. But what happens is the assumption, and it's reinforced all day by the narration in one's head, is that you have a lot to do with shit you have nothing to do with. It's constantly implying that you're the one who's conscious. And then suddenly, thinking that you're conscious, it also means because you're split, you're dualistic, that there can be, you can be unconscious. And I guarantee you, your head will point out that you're more unconscious most of the day than conscious most of the day. <laughs> when all there is is consciousness. So, It's like the first video we ever did was—it's an old story from Hinduism, yeah—and it's about a lion and a and a, a lion, a mother lion and a cub, yeah. And they're walking around, and the mother lion gets killed, and the cub gets orphaned, and the cub doesn't really know what's going on, so it starts roaming around, and it sees this herd of sheep, and it starts moving towards them. Now the sheep see it as a lion, but it doesn't really know what the hell it is. So it ingratiates itself with the sheep, and it starts living like a sheep, yeah? It sits around listening to them bitch about who's going to be the next sweater. It gets its hair curled, and it's practicing barring all day. It's chewing cud. It's not that happy or satisfied, but let's say it meets another sheep, and they have sex, and the kids look a little weird, but what the hell? And he becomes a sheep elder and stuff. And then suddenly one day they're all, the herd's grazing, and then this old lion comes into the savannah and starts running towards the herd to eat something. He sees the other lion in the corner of his eye, and he thinks it's joining the hunt. Then it realizes it's running with the sheep. So he veers off and he grabs the other lion, and the other lion falls on its back and goes, Please, Mr. Lion, don't eat me, I'm a humble sheep. And the old lion just goes like this, grabs him, him, walks him over to the water hole, sticks both their heads over the water. The young lion sees the reflections and bam The old lion goes raw and it roars. It doesn't have to take three months roaring lessons. It doesn't have to, because it was never a sheep. It had always been the lion. It was just assuming it was a sheep. And it could be assumed to be such a sheep that if it got unhappy being a sheep and it realizes some of his friends are unhappy about being a sheep and they fall upon a story about lions and they say, man, I'd like to kick some ass. I'd like to be the king of the jungle or whatever. So then they start, they find some lion pictures, they put in nice frames and they start having meetings about how to become <laughs> like a lion. Yeah. And they, you know, every morning they bow down and they're practicing roaring, but it sounds like sheep and shit like that. But the whole point is, and they feel noble together. They're, we're all in this. This we're we're better than all the other sheep. We're looking, you know, to become better. But in fact, all this, all the, if the if the sheep is a lying lion, searching for a lion as the sheep reinforces the sheep. If the lion has mistaken itself to be a sheep, and now when it even when it hears the message, hey, you're a lion, when the message hits its little sheep ears, it gets translated into I can become like a lion. That's not the message. The message is you're a lion. The problem with all of us, or let's say in my own experience, the mental state is the quickest process that's happening here. You're never going to out-meditate yourself out of the the sense of being the meditator. The selfing is going to claim whatever you're doing to imply you're the doer of. Yeah? So here it goes. It hears the message. So the message, you're a lion comes, and you thinking you're hearing it, but the mental state catches it and then nudes it and turns it into you as a sheep maybe can become like a lion. That's not the message. The message is, so instead of saying, I want to be a lion, I want to be a lion, let's say, are you a sheep? Turn the attention correctly and look at, are you a sheep? If you're not a sheep, you may find out you're a lion. And how long will it take? No time at all, because it isn't like, all right, I found out I'm not a sheep and then you're in this void, no. You already are, yeah, so you find out what you're not, and then bam-o, it hits you what you are. And in fact, when it hits you what you are, you've always been that. You were never the sheep, no matter how much barring you were doing, or how much you believed, and how many sweaters you had become, and all this, you had never been a sheep. There was never a point that you ever, ever was, was not a lion. That's the message. The message is, we're trying to become like a lion as a sheep while we're a lion. You're trying to become spiritual as a body while you're a spirit. You want the body to show the effects of spirituality. Instead of realizing you're not the body, and you'll see everything is included in spirituality. And that the only possibility we have concerning what we are is to be it. You cannot study what you are because you are the studying of everything, yeah? You cannot apply yourself to know yourself. You can only be it. You can't have an understanding of it. You can't know it. You can't experience it. You can only be it. And we are right now. We just don't think so, basically. It's the thinking that makes the impossible seem to be so. There's no other way this imaginary bridge could could create a whole new other land on the other side other than by thinking. So you see it. And how does the thinking do it? All right, well here, simple. Here's a bottle, everyone sees the bottle. I'm gonna change its intent, my bottle. So now the bottle, when recognized or noticed, there's an implying it's pointing to the noticer. Yeah? So here's thoughts, thoughts, thoughts thoughts, no. Thoughts, my thoughts. So each thought, each thought is being used to imply the thinker. Thoughts are happening. feelings are happening. actions are happening. But they're being claimed and used to imply the actor, the thinker, the feeler. That's not happening. That's a story. That's made up. That could be dropped and nothing would fucking change. They're still thinking, feeling, doing, this and that. But you, as this event, would travel lighter. Because you would not take yourself so seriously. That's simple. So for me it's more like a like a the warning on a cigarette pack, yeah, which says this could be dangerous for your physical health. I really believe every spiritual book should have this t- tattooed <laughs> on the first page. Yeah? You are what you're looking for. It doesn't St. Francis supposedly said it. You are what you're looking for. It didn't say you are what you're looking for, but there's 50 pages of requirements you have to meet to be what you're looking for. He said, what's looking is what you're looking for. Where, where, exactly. What's looking right now. You can't get behind this to see it. You are it. What a great relief, yeah? And that's the funniest thing. This, to me, has been an urban renewal project since I was about six. Mm -hmm. Constant critiquing, finding fault, having the work on it. And suddenly, that whole project got just canceled. (laughs) And it was the greatest day for the body. Because the body cannot bear being the center of the universe. It can't. It's like putting five tons on a half-ton pickup. It's way too much. And it cannot bear being thought about incessantly. It really can. It farts. It burps. It gets, you know, adult acne. Things happen. (laughs) So... (laughs) There's a great relief, I swear. I wish I could... uh, So my, so the first movement of this little heist is claiming, yeah? So there's, something's happening all day, yeah? But it's being used to imply that there's someone that it's happening to. That's the difference, yeah? One is, just like when you were a kid, life was happening, and then as you grew, it turned into life's happening to me, which is an interpretation, basically, where most of us are living an in interpretation we listen to the narration in one's head, and the narration is talking about us, it's basically what's not happening all day. So a lot of people come to talks, and let's say it's on a Friday night, and if someone's bummed out at that talk, it's never based on that Friday night, it's based on last week or next week, yeah? And a lot of people, in a sense, are mostly engaged now in what's not happening, yeah? and the only reason next week can have an effect now is when what's happening, which is us, is entertaining it. When when what we are, which is what's happening, entertains what's not happening, it can have an effect in what's happening. It's amazing. A dog can't ruin its day by thinking about next week. It's not worried, will I be at the beach next week fetching? It's fucking, it's, it doesn't go there. We do. Yeah. And anything can happen, and what's not happening? You can be destitute, and what's not happening? You can have cancer, and what's not happening right now? And what's not happening? My girlfriend up north could be having a fucking whatever, maybe she is actually. Who knows? But the, but the thing is, this so, in, in what's not happening, anything can happen, but in what's happening it doesn't have those qualities but it has one quality what's not happening doesn't have which is it's happening you may not like it but there's seeing hearing feeling tasting and touching going on next week there is no seeing hearing feeling tasting touching going on you're not seeing next friday next friday isn't leaking into today we beckon it forth we are reality As the course ever hear the Course of Miracles? It's a beautiful statement in the Course. It says, You and I are the dreaming of the dreaming. Yeah? So the Course of Miracles presents this place as dreaming, just like at night when you're dreaming. It's basically believing we're in an awake dream. Yeah? So there's a dreaming. So you and I are the dreaming of the dreaming. We forget that we're dreaming. How the hell could that happen? Yeah. It can happen, but it can seem to happen. So, it means it can appear to be true to you. It can be true or false to you. Yeah? So here, so okay, I forget that I'm the dreaming. How? By becoming identified as the dreamt. Yeah? Now suddenly, in this condition, everything I'm dreaming, which are thoughts, feelings, everything like this, have the ability to affect me now, as the dreamt. It sounds like everyone's day. That's what's happening. The dreaming is seemingly forgetting that it's the dreaming by being identified as the dreamt. And in this condition, everything is dreaming has the ability to affect the dreamt. So the thoughts being held as yours can own you. You own the thoughts through the my, they can ruin your day. You own the feelings, these are my feelings, it can ruin your freaking retreat. One action can You'll be be convicted in your little court for 40 freaking years because you're presented as a doer of that action. There's no forgiveness in the mental courts, ever. You're basically living out a sentence already. You deep down feel like you've done something or didn't do something and you've been convicted for a long time. You're just hoping for probation or parole and there's none going to be offered. See, I go do talks, and one time I went, of course I do talks, I'm doing one now. I went back to New York, I hadn't been there in a while, and a guy came in who knew me and says, hey Paul, you're growing your hair, because my hair was longer. And I said, yeah, I'm growing my hair doing a really good job and, uh, and he was balding i said you're not doing such a good job and i said can i suggest i get it we have a hair growing group and we get together and we sit and we grow our hair and it seems to be working come on saturday from 9 to 11 and i could go on and on and i'm proud of my hair but i didn't do anything about growing it i just didn't cut it but you're listening to a language that's constantly implying you have a lot to do with nothing, With shit you have nothing to do with. You're not growing your hair. Do you believe like you're thinking? Are you, is there a pre-feeling that you go into before a feeling happens? It seems like everything just rushes up and we get caught with our pants down and then suddenly the mental state claps on the idea. You're the thinker of these thoughts. You're the doer of those actions, you're the feeler of those feelings. It's slavery. And we're the jailer, we're the warden, we're the prison. We're the thief that gets captured by the same thing as us as the policeman. We play all the roles how could false evidence for people in recovery there's an acronym for fear false evidence appears real how can false evidence appear real it would have to appear real to what's real where would it get a sense of reality unless it was lent by reality where reality we're believing false evidence appearing real the constant narration of a life in time and as a body we're believing that yeah and then it seems to make it so we're reality next week is not is not happening it cannot produce any effect but what's happening obsessing over next week can produce an effect we are reality right now we are what we're looking for And as Huang Po says, you can't use the Buddha to seek the Buddha. You can't use mind, big mind or awareness to seek awareness. You can't use light to seek light. Huang Po wasn't a sadist. When he looked at us, if he was here tonight, he looked at us and Mary and Joe and Luke. He didn't see Mary and Joe and Luke. He saw the Buddha and he was trying to get through Mary, Joe and Lou, that huge defense mechanism that will claim every freaking message and neuter it before it gets, it's like stillborn every day. It's hoping that he could get one direct message to the Buddha and the Buddha hears, you can't use yourself to find yourself. The Buddha, how long would it take for the Buddha to get that message? No time (laughs) fucking whatsoever. The problem is, The Steve and the Mary in the gym are catching the message and neutering it. And then it turns it into, Steve, you can become like the Buddha and now use Buddhism. But the message is, you can't use the Buddha, a.k.a. Steve, to seek the Buddha. So if you're seeking the Buddha as Mary and Jim, it makes a lot of freaking sense. But what would happen if the rug was pulled out of you and someone came up to you and said, hey, you can't use the Buddha to seek the Buddha and you heard it as the Buddha. What would happen to your spiritual identity? What would happen to your spiritual story? It would end. You would be at that moment what you've been looking for and it would be, every moment has always been that way. It will download as, it has always been that this way. Nothing has ever happened to change this. It's like the sky. This is what mind is like. Tons of shit appear in the sky, millions of clouds. Have any of them moved into the sky? <laughs> Do you see this cloud you saw last week here? The one that looked like a dog? No, everything's moving. You can have 365 days of 4th of July explosions. Do they rip the sky open? Do the pilots on the plane say, hey, tower, I ran into a big chunk of sky up here? No. Tons. When it rains, does the sky get wet? No. The sky allows everything to happen in it, yet it's not affected by any of it. That's what we're like. That's what mind is like. All of these surface effects are streaming. Like water running over water. And you know what's the greatest beneficiary? Us as a body. It's the weirdest freaking thing. This thing this for years now has traveled lighter on a stabilized level it didn't mean everything got great everything's done what it's done cancers with people i knew things like that but i've been able to travel lighter with whatever life has in store for me and after years of it i reached a conclusion what more would you want than that yeah to be able to fit yourself around circumstances instead of trying to fit them around you. These aren't things that you can accomplish, they're effects of a change. Acceptance is an effect of a change. You can't accomplish acceptance. It's an expression that shows up when something has changed in mind. And what happens is acceptance comes in and for the first time in your life, no matter how funky you are, you're okay. Mind boggling. No more jumping through freaking hoops for the, or no more on the mental obstacle course, always falling into the hole that the, the little swimming hole that's deeper and deeper. None of that. It's all off. You are totally oh fucking okay. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. So this is like a spiritual shoe store, you just wandered in here, you just put a couple of shoes on, out, hey if they fit you wear them, that's what happened with me. When someone said this to me, okay hey, Paul, you can't use the Buddha to seek the Buddha. It was like a dog head, you know, like what? I'm like, what? And then something hit and basically the gig was up. <laughs> because it explained exactly what had been what had been happening for since I was 6 years old or the one of the greatest of all statements coming from recovery, self can't get out of self. I had been trying to get out of self as a self. And even in these meetings, people want to acquire just the attributes of non-self as a self they want to experience their own absence but they want to be there (laughs) you're not getting this ever you're not getting it you are it stop applying what work to get a pair of pants or to get a coffee or to get a date stop applying that Logic because it doesn't work on the topic of what you are because you're not something other than you You can't find what you are. You can't experience what you are. You can experience what you're not But you can experience what you are. You're that which is having all the experiences You can't see what's seen You can't hear what's hearing You can't feel what's feeling. You can't taste what's tasting. You can't touch what's touching. So now, as you seem, as we seem as this moving through time, there's a timelessness there. You're the timelessness. You are what you've been looking for. As Jesus said an incredible statement of negation he said you're in this world but you're not of this world yeah? so you're in time you're seemingly in body you're in this you're in that but you're not of this you're of no time nobody no this yes that's that will leap through and it causes the ability to be able to entertain peace and know the word serenity, and have an intimacy with, with relief, and you'll know the problem from the solution. And the freedom is prior to the bondage. It's does, it's not an, uh, it's not, it doesn't come after the bondage. It sees there was no one to be bound. The freedom is absolute. It's not conditional. It's not based on you being attentive or not attentive. It's prior to all that. It's, it's the exact nature of what you are. It doesn't have to be manipulated or contrived or worked on or pinched or moved. It's that. Yeah. That starts, then you start, it's like the horse is in front of the cart. Things make sense. Yeah. And you don't waste any time looking for what can't be found. And then, actually, when I was into spirituality, this is why I was looking for spirituality. I was afraid of being this. This is where you end up. Total, ordinary dog shit
1: awareness.
0: (laughs) Maybe not even with a loving gaze. Or or a nice demeanor. Maybe, I don't know. (laughs) If I knew this is how it I would I would have kept looking, <laughs> because there'd be more of me looking for God than there's any of you being God. <laughs> I could be going to Peru and painting my face and doing ayahuasca, writing blogs, having a lot of followers. <laughs> now it's like going to a thrift store. <laughs> I forget what I did in, in an hour. <laughs> there's no memories because there's no need for memories. If you're here, there's nothing to remember. <laughs> you don't you don't remember the truth. The truth is always available at all times. There's no need to remember. You're being it, incessantly on, always available at all times, right where you are and in whatever condition you think you're in. It's still there. Yeah, Your worst day, it didn't blink. Your best day, it didn't blink. What's seeing saw everything on your worst day and sees everything on your best day. That which is seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, that consciousness, there's no volition involved in it. Do you choose to see what you see? If your head's this way and your eyes are open, you're gonna see everything that's there. And does anyone go to seeing lessons? You sit there and try to look at old saints just so you can see better, you know, like this? No. Do you break out in any sweat? So, you know, I've, I've been seeing like you're doing it. I've been seeing so much, I'm exhausted. No? Being doesn't exert any energy. It's not through thought and effort, yeah? It's just being, your inherent nature. How, how, how can you believe through that you're gonna arrive at that which demonstrates no thought and effort through thought and effort? I mean, you're barking up the wrong tree. Any questions?
1: Yeah, I have one. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's kind of out of the but okay. Like you're going to London, right? Or you're going to go to London? Maybe you don't know that there's a schedule. That says, you yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, the moment that that offer came about going to London or something, there was was there like an immediate yeah. Or was there a? Were there thoughts that were coming to go, this and that? You know what I mean? It's like, like today, a lot of the thoughts were coming. There, there was nothing in the way of any of it. It was just that's that. But there are times when there's a decision to be made, and it'll seem like I'm weighing this. And it's like, are you saying one of them is just going to pop out?
0: No, I'm not saying anything really about that. Okay. I'm just saying, whatever's happening can never break the boundary of here and now. Okay. So there's planning in the imaginary future and past, but here and now—not you're not planning for the past, but the future. Yeah. yeah. So just a sense that I used to do a story about uh, this is like the spiritual drive or the addiction. So let's say I have a one—I had a one-bedroom apartment or a studio apartment. I was pretty happy with it and I was just having a cup of coffee Sunday morning enjoying the space and the plants and then I opened up this magazine and they had a beautiful <laughs> color layout of a couch and then I realized I'm couchless I have no couch in this place and I started to feel lack you know like geez I need a couch and then my head got on that idea and says, you know, I may meet a girl with that couch and conceive my first child on that couch. <laughs> and then I'm thinking, and I start resenting all my friends who have couches. Why didn't they tell me the importance of the couch? So now I'm like, I got to get a couch. So I start working hard at it, and I'm saving up. I'm excited, and I'm talking to my friends. They don't seem that excited about it. But I'm, are you going to come to my couch warming party? Um, uh, you know, RSVP, no, nah, no. Nah. So the day comes and they deliver it. So here's, you know, the here was fine until I saw this couch. And then that couch became a there that immediately invalidated the here I was in. So now I had to get to that there. And each here to that point was being invalidated because it wasn't that there. Yeah, see what the head does? It's amazing. So then, all right. So the day they bring the couch, I sweep the area and they bring it in. And I take the plastic off. I sit down, and it's great. But then I look around. I, I got to get a matching rug. So immediately, a, the there turns into a here, and then there's another there. Yeah. It's a slavery. The biggest, if you want to get deep into it, the biggest aspect of the dreaming is time. The whole, the whole heist is this. There's the presupposing. If you hear the word supposing, means you're assuming something that you don't know that's true, right? You suppose I'm supposed to get there at eight, but you didn't look at the, the card or the invitation. You just suppose it, you know, or assume it, yeah? But the presupposing is more interesting. So there's, the mental state is supposing that you're a doer and a thinker and a haver, right? But the mental state, first there's the conscious contact, being alive, and then the mental process takes about seven seconds to produce the sense of Paul, you know, a self. How it produces the sense of self is through selfing. I call it a verb, right? So the mental state is selfing. And when what we are is listening to the selfing, we produce the sense of self. So, but it's, see, this is what happens. People, there's selfing. The selfing implies that there's a self. If the mind buys it, then suddenly the self is presupposed to be the one that's selfing. You see? The selfing, it's a verb that produces the sense of self. When it's produced, the sense of self is presupposed and now says, I'm the one who's been selfing all day. You see? That's what's happening every second. So that which comes after is implied to be before. What's be- what was once before was life is happening. What was after was life's happening to me. Yeah, mm-hmm. suddenly the life's happening to me has been placed before, and so it neuters life's happening, and mm-hmm. now it's life's happening to me as the prior, which it's not the prior. Mm-hmm. It's presupposed to be. It's assumed to be before, but it isn't. Life is still happening. It has never freaking changed. So that which comes after implies to be before. This guy in LA, he called the selfie, he says, All right, so Paul, let's say Paul is Pauling. So Paul is selfing, okay? How much? Is he selfing 50% of the day, 20% of the day, 80% of the day? I said, No, no, you're missing it. There is no Paul. There's just selfing and then the selfing produces a sense of Paul and you just demonstrated my whole take because you immediately said how much is Paul selfing? (laughs) When selfing produced a sense of Paul, you're a product. You're being manufactured, you're being reinforced, you're being assumed, you're being insinuated, you're being implied all day and your thought system is reinforcing it all day. You think as you, as if you're a doer. You believe the thoughts are yours. You believe somehow you're doing them or they're about you. You believe every feeling that happens is your feeling. You believe, especially when an action happens through this body, that you are definitely the doer. This is the bondage of self. It's manufactured. Has it changed anything? No. It's just convincing Or seemingly convincing what we are to take itself to be something it's not. And then the double whammy is when it starts looking for itself from the false reference. That's called spirituality here. It's a business. You're going to be on it for 70 years, 80 years, lifetime. If you found what you were looking for, it will tell you it's always been this way. So none of this ever happened. None of this happened. This is all happening, but it never took the place of what is. Why not allow what is to come through you instead of you looking to get to it? Allow it to come through you. You're letting the mental state come through you, and you're getting back an interpretation. Now, to me, it's it's the... It's the uh, It's the guy that's looking into the pond all day, Narcissus. We're all, the mental state is addicted to the idea of being a self. It's the, the original addiction is the mental state's addiction to the idea of being a self. That's why all the other addictions occur. And that's why they never bring relief. Because you're trying to get out of self as a self. I did a lot of cocaine, and I never reached a point where I said, thank you, street cocaine. (laughs) I'm satiated and give all my cocaine away and never thought of it again. No addiction ever, ever culminates to an end. It goes on and on and on because you're trying to get out of something as the something you want to get out of. It's a simple little... That you can't once this—it's like a glitch or a little scratch before all the songs on the album of every album. See, so if you don't see the heist, you'll be looking from it. Yeah. So yes.
1: I'm
0: trying to speak loud, eh? <laughs> okay. Well, it had nothing to do with the experience, it showed itself in other experiences later, in different areas, yeah? But see, I don't, there's not a letting go of the letting go, there's a realization there's no one that can hold on. You see? You bypass the letting go, there's a realization there's no one to be holding on. Once you go to the letting go, the holding on is inevitably like a shadow. So, you're going to feel like you held on again. So, there's letting go, holding on, letting go. You got to see there's no holding on. That stops the slinky. <laughs> yeah? But I guess my question
1: is like, we all hear this, and well, I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm like, I hear it. Like, yeah. It resonates. But then.
0: Don't go, go to the but then. Just stay just... with that. You've been served a spiritual subpoena. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to go to the court of life, not the other courts of the mental state. And everything will be annulled there. All your transgressions will be relieved. Yeah. Don't see the but is the beginning of the world at these talks. Everyone goes, I love the feeling here, but what about Tuesday? Or (laughs) (laughs) what about if I have three kids and it's always... See, we're, we, the mental state pledges allegiance to its own system. It wants this thing to be played out in time, because it can get a huge reflection. It's like Narcissus in the pond. But I guess that's my question: How do
1: you remove the butt?
0: You don't remove the butt. You just you're now you're now stationed before the butt, not after the butt, trying to get before it, but before. And then there is no butt. <laughs> You're not, I don't wanna feel, I don't, I don't feel anything right now, first of all. <laughs> I don't get a fucking thing out of this. That's the most amazing event of it. It's totally empty, completely. I learned a long time ago because I was doing a lot of talks in AA. If you don't mind, I'll share this thing. I used to do this workshop on Monday night for like 16 years if I was in the country, in San Francisco. That's a lot of Monday nights, yeah? And, you know, some of those nights my girlfriend just broke up with me five minutes before. Some of those nights I was waiting to hear if I had AIDS, which at back then it took three weeks. <laughs> Some of those times I had terrible flu or sinus infection, no money But every time I walked in there and I was willing to sit down and be a hose that power came through So I learned, and the amazing thing is all the pressing issues Right up to the moment I sat down were totally Famo gone for that hour hour and a half and over time. I realized how could have they been real to disappear so quickly as soon as my attention and interest was drawn somewhere else all that seemed to be so real and pressing was totally totally gone what is that but dreaming so i did this so the thing is this is like a download this action figure is reluctant to do this i swear to god (laughs) i mean This is thousands of, see, the only reason why I've been able to do all these meetings is i never showed up, really. But this action figure's got a grudge now. It's like getting, all right, thousands of fucking meetings. (laughs) You know what I mean? But I believe I have total faith in mine. I know you know. I know it completely. Yeah? I don't think you need an intensive. Isn't one day in Encinitas intense enough? <laughs> what do I want to pay to go on an intensive? You're paying rent to have one here. You know, I believe it doesn't take time. The solution is of a timeless quality, yeah? You don't, can't arrive there because you've never left. See, so this is why we're missing it, because it's not coming and going. What's so, It's just like gravity. I bet you no one in Encinitas, at any cafe today, were bitching about the effects of gravity. They were bitching about the effects of gravity, but they were saying it was the steep hill, or the stairs, yes? And then there could be a professor of gravity that could come here and give an incredible talk about gravity, and now you would leave thinking you know gravity, but all you really need to do is go into an anti-gravity chamber, and once the influence of gravity was relieved, you would know it by its fucking absence. This is what the problem and solution is. You know the problem from the solution, and from the solution is an activity that the solution is entertaining. We're dreaming, yeah. See, we want to get off the roller coaster, but you're the roller coaster. The ride can't get off of the ride. This is the seat in the roller coaster. It's not you. You're not the passenger. You're the ride. You ever see a wheel, those metal wheels, they call them hamster wheels? But without the hamster, it's just a piece of metal. Where the hamster <laughs> without us none of this is happening (laughs) nothing is being imposed upon you you're not in something else's dream you're the dreaming see this is the dilemma though because then if the sheep hears that it's the dreaming if the dreamt hears that it's the dreaming that goes I'm gonna dream 70 Cadillacs, new joints, lots of women, tons of money. No, the message that you're the dreaming, see this message, I'm not talking to you about it. I'm talking to it about you. I'm throwing the message to the Buddha and talking to the Buddha about you. To talk to you about the Buddha means it doesn't go anywhere. I'm throwing it to the Buddha yeah and then it's gonna look at you and go woo. yeah (laughs) if I talk to you about the Buddha it goes nowhere but if I talk to the Buddha about you it goes somewhere you don't have to think about it you don't have to think you got it or you like it or dislike it you've been served like it or not and I've seen it I've seen this subpoena served thousands of times see what happens man. and if let's say if you if you have a $30,000 spiritual budget for a year, and then you cut it down to about 3000 why don't you send me 10% of the savings? P.O. Box in Hawaii. I've saved you a lot of time and money, so throw some at me. That's my retreat. It's called Retreat from Paul. I promise you that I won't see you. Yeah. And I'll send you DVDs of testimonials by my, from ex-girlfriends saying how they feel such a presence by my absence. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I guarantee if you take the first week retreat, weekend, I promise I won't run, I won't go where you're going to be, and I bet you you'll feel really good at the end of the weekend. And if you do, sign up for a month. and uh, you. <laughs> and I guarantee you'll feel an incredible presence by my absence in your life. That's the retreat from Paul. I had a lady call me. She spent a million dollars. Million dollars. She'd stay up all night looking at YouTube videos. 14, 15 hours. Fucking insane. Insane. So I must have been one of the last people on the block. She had spent tons of money with all these people. She calls me up, I said, it's gonna take less than two less sessions. And I never heard from her. One session, I never heard from her. I'm I'm hoping it worked. I mean, she was the epitome of it. And I truly believe, this is off the thing, I believe they should have an authorized committee that when you want to go on another retreat, you have to send your application to them. And if they see you've been on 30 retreats, they go, no, like the soup Nazi, no retreat for you. Because the retreat has now been claimed and it's being used to reinforce that which you're trying to get out of through the retreat. Don't exempt yourself from the examples, see if the shoe fits. When I heard these things, they explained most of my behavior since six years old. I had been trying to get out of self as a self. I was using the Buddha to seek the Buddha. I was, they fit completely. That's the, that's the point of this message. If it resonates, wear it. There'll be more downloads to follow and I guarantee you There'll be relief expressed as the action figure. Not relief produced by what's happening outside, but expressed from where you're at. You will be what you're looking for, literally. Wherever you are, there's value because you're there. I'm getting too juiced out because <laughs> I'm having to shout. If I had a stick, I'd hit you all. of <laughs> I hit myself first. All right. So uh, please donate if you can. You know, I have a Prius, but it still costs me money to drive down here. Talk about thinking. There was no thought deciding to come here. It was insane. Be coming. I just did a long tour and I'm going to Europe and I decided to drive down with Julian and Encinitas That has nothing, there was no thought involved You just show up to life, see what happens You'll be surprised We did a thing in recovery Where I lived In your first year you would write down Like when you first entered What you hope for to to be to happen in the first in one year sobriety and then you would read it after a year if you stayed sober with your sponsor and it was amazing how you shortchanged yourself (laughs) life gave you so much fucking more that you can't even imagine the mental state is a squelcher of possibility it doesn't let you entertain the possibility that you're okay it lets you entertain you will be okay or you, or you were once okay. It's fucking slavery. So now you're trying to be okay because you believe you're not okay. And then the okayness is the is the slavery. You're trying to be something that's a natural state if you just got fucking out of the way. All right, well, that's it, eh? Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. And I put a shirts and books over there. Oh, too. Yeah, let me open that up. <laughs> You're not gonna get anything out of the talk but buy a shirt. <laughs> I'll, I'll
1: put the he's got a suitcase with uh